Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen, where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Nasha and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Nearly forgot my own intro. It's been so long. I can't believe it. Joining me as ever is my co-host and co-founder. Look at her. You look like you took your time getting ready today. Look at you. (laughs) It didn't actually take me that long, you know, I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad. Is I'm that glad velvet? It is velvet. Green. I can tell. Yeah? No, yeah. I, uh, my uncle had a 50th birthday party and I said, how, how zim can I get the tuxedo? And I said, I've got and he said go velvet. green velvet. Um, how are you? It's been a while. We're back. Joining us today is your co-host, Tandy. Um, I said that. I forgot we even owned a podcast, by the way. Yeah. How's that piece? Yeah. Was anyone else a piece? I was a piece. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed <laughs> not having to deal with F1 Twitter. But mm-hmm. as the great Al Pacino playing Michael Corleone in Godfather's 2 said, or 3, uh, every time I tried to get out, they pull me back in. And every time I kind of leave, keep pulling me back. back. Sorry, yeah. I'm too, I'm, I'm young. I'm Okay, no, no, I know Chingy. Okay, he went outside when Chingy was about. I was. I was outside. <laughs> You were, not, you, were in, you, were in, you were playing in the sandbox when Chingy was about. I was That's eating you, sand. I was that kid. You were eating sand. Well, look, uh, I hope you guys at home are not eating sand. Today is Christmas Day, so we thought we'd give you a little surprise. We weren't going to come back until next year, but we decided, look, let's just give you guys something. Yeah. If you want to get away from your family and, and listen to something for an hour or so, we've got this. And it is the award show. End of year award show, which da-da-da-da. is why. Yeah, I don't even know what award show music sounds like, but we have a slew of guests today, the best of the best. And mm. joining us mm. for the first part of the award show, we have everyone's favorite Quick Stop F1 brother. It is Tommy. Tommy, how you doing? I'm doing a mighty fan. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the Elvis film, so now that's my um, oh, personality now. That's <laughs> nice, Tommy. Tommy, uh, no, it's terrible. Um, yes, Tandy. How you been? How's uh, life been since you know? Everything's been good. You know, I've just been yeah. enjoying just like vibes. Yeah, just like you know, also, enjoying. Yeah, life life away from the W13 is different, isn't it? I know, man. It just feels refreshing. Like I don't, I'm not stressed out every weekend. It is like a level of peace. Like I saw so many people tweeting us, like, "Oh, when you guys come back, I need an episode." And I was like, "Mm mm, get somebody else to do it. Yeah, <laughs> someone else to do that shit, not for me." Um, uh, so look, glad to see Tommy. And 
I thought it was like, okay, we've got Tommy. How do we keep Tommy in check? And you know what? It's by inviting our favorite white guy, Brad Philpott. How's it going? Not us filling all the boxes. It's going really well. I feel really <laughs> inadequate. Boxes checked. No. You know what? My thoughts were that we've got the fastest driver that we know, along with the guy with the best car collection that we know, together in one place. <laughs> we could start like Quick Stop F1 Fast and Furious right, right now. I didn't know you were such a fan of my Audi S3. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a massive look. I mean, look, my Celica doesn't compare to either of your cars, so that's absolutely fine. How are you doing, Brad? So I was doing fine, and then I saw Tommy's mic set up, and now I feel super inadequate because I got like some fancy new kit, and it looks terrible compared to what he's got, and I'm probably going to sound awful. <laughs> I'm holding a fifty pound mic right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you need to send me. You need to send me your address. I need to send you a mic, bro. Don't don't pity me. Okay, don't worry. Next point. You know, at one point, you know, at one point when it all happened, I was thinking, are we those people who do the go for me? And I just thought, yeah, doing. Yeah, she's roof has collapsed on him. Right. So yeah, for those who don't know, uh, yeah. obviously there's not been a pub because my ceiling collapsed on my office and everything got flooded and uh, and then I went into a depressive state. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's the end of the year and we're all celebrating. We're all happy together. So look, we've got some awards to get through today. And obviously as it's Quick Stop F1, we've mm-hmm. got alternative awards, you know, the awards that maybe you might not have seen on other more established official sites okay aka okay. the words i made up half asleep this morning yeah yeah no obviously as as organized as we are thank you for <laughs> giving a little behind the scenes to everyone at home um so look guys we're gonna start you know what let's start off on a grand note on a good note 2022 mm. was the season that maybe failed to live up to the expectations of 2021 um, with all the drama that happened. But obviously there was still on-track action. So I'm going to start with you, Brad. Um, The Driver of the Year Award. Which driver for you um, had the best performance? So I I had to think long and hard about this. And I have to say, this isn't an endorsement of my favourite driver on the grid. This is just someone I think this year did exceptionally well. And it's George Russell. I I know all of the caveats in terms of the points gap um, to him and Lewis by the end of the season and and Lewis's early season development work, et cetera. So I'm not not talking so much about that end of season position where he finished a couple of places in the points ahead of Lewis. It's more the, the kind of effortlessness with which he went about his whole season. Um, No fuss, really solid. Apart from, I think, the Silverstone accident, it was a pretty faultless year and he just kept banking away really solid performances. But the key thing for me, the the reason I think he did the best is because he managed to basically run Lewis really, really close in terms of qualifying pace. And I think that's a very hard thing to do. Um, And so the car obviously wasn't easy to drive. He managed to drive it well enough to to be pretty near on Lewis's pace. Maybe not so much in the races, but still not far off. So I think for a first season in the big leagues, um, George Russell, driver of the year. I agree with you, Brad. Sorry. I agree with you, Brad. 
um, just to play devil's advocate, is it that was it that hard to run past Lewis this season? There was um, times when Lewis was like sharing a plate with Yuki Tenoda. If you're sharing a plate with Yuki, you know what I'm buffet. saying? Mm, now, this is why I say Chinese team. It's not, it's not the fact that he beat Lewis in the points. He could have finished behind Lewis in the points and I'd still be giving him this award, I think, okay. because it's, it's, it would have been easy just to say, Lewis, you know, I'm a big fan of Lewis. It would have been easy just to say, yeah, he worked hard. And despite having a young charging teammate and an awful car and a terrible end to the previous year, it would have been very easy for his head to be down. But no, he worked hard and he finished super well. Um, and he was great in the races. But I didn't want to just go for that option. George, I think considering he's never been in uh, near the front, I know they weren't generally at the front, but he just had enough mega performances topped off with holding Lewis off at Brazil um, that I think it was, I think it was worthy of this award. I agree. That, that Brazil win, I think Brazil was probably one of the best races of the season. I, I was going to say the best. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head which were Bahrain was actually quite good at the beginning of the season, which was a slight false dawn into what may have happened for the rest of the season. But that performance in Brazil, who could begrudge uh, George for, for, for closing that out and to, to go through all those safety cars and still win. So fair play, Tommy, what, yes. who was, who was your choice for, for driver of the year? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, sure. Funny you should ask. Um, <laughs> nah, you know what I'm going to say already. I'm going to say Lewis Hampton. And I, it, it's not even just based on, because I, I was, again, like Brett said, I, I had to take a proper long think. And I was like, man, who do I think has been like really, really good? Yes. And I feel like, uh, what were you going to say, Tidy? Does Quickstop F1 have an agenda? It sounds like it. Dum, I dum, hate dum. podcasts that have <laughs> an agenda, okay? These podcasts that have an agenda and you favour one driver over the other. You guys are journalists, okay? You guys need to be impartial, right? 2023, Excuse Christopher Ford's going impartial, okay? Yeah, we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. we are. Uh, anyway, like I was saying, I think Lewis Hamilton, I think based on that, <laughs> I think based on the fact... um. Uh, the, the ending of last year um, and then having to drive what was potentially the what, the top three worst cars on the grid. Um, I think Lewis Hamilton did a good job of, you know, just being good vibes. Because if it was me, I would have been cussing everyone out, bro. I would have been walking up that down that grid. You know what? I, you know, I would have been there with a whip, just whipping them out pit crew, just like every night. Like, like Django. Oh, no, when Django yeah. starts whipping that guy, that would be me on James Bowles. Just shit. <laughs> now, nah, but I think um, despite all of that, Lewis showed a lot of, I'm going to sound like one of those racist, um, racist news you? people, but he showed a lot of grace and a lot of dignity. Um, <laughs> and I feel that um, despite everything against him, he performed well. Um, he still managed to find time to stand up for what he believed in, in terms of, um, you know, supporting all the causes that he wants to support. Still found time to, you know, launch a clothing brand. Uh, still found time to um, be alongside George and not be a prick. So everyone that said Lewis is the issue in um, teammate relationships is clearly wrong. Um, and I think he, he, he just put up with a lot of bullshit, I think. So I'm not basing it on performance necessarily. I'm thinking it overall my driver 
my star pupil, yeah. uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, if we are basing on performance, I'd also say Lewis Hamilton. And if we are basing on anything, I'll say Lewis Hamilton. So that's my answer. No, look, you're not going to find any qualms for me on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, so look, we've got two nominations there, Tandy. Do you have anything to add to that? Any other person that you'd want to add to that? To be honest, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, let me ask a question. Mm. I'll ask a question to all of you. Mm. Max Verstappen has had a record-breaking season, okay? He has, uh, I think, won the most races in a in a season. I'm pretty sure he's got the most points um, for a driver in a season. Um Second world championship, obviously there's the cost cap situation, but, uh, you know, it's one with a lot less controversy than last season, which is something when, you know, your team has breached the cost cap. Um, so um, why have you guys, I guess I'll start, I'll go around again and I'll let all three of you kind of come around, but I guess Brad, and then I'll go to Tommy, then I'll, I'll finish with you, Tandy. I guess in, in a season where he has done so well, why is it that you've not considered Max Verstappen as your driver of the year? Well, I think when you're in a car that Sergio Perez can damn near finish second in the championship in. Um, and it's the longest season ever. So, you know, records being broken, especially when your teammate is very subservient to you. So they're, they're either not allowed to win or they're just so far off the pace of the lead driver that they can't win anyway. It kind of hands, when you're a dominant car like that and you don't have any competition from your teammate, it's difficult to to look upon that season with too much glowing praise because it's like, all you need to do is just finish relatively easy races. I'm sure we could have said this about Lewis for a couple of the seasons where Mercedes were were more dominant. It's easier to just, you know, qualify in pole and, and win from the front. And I just don't think Max had much to deal with this season, apart from the difficult start. But once the car came on song, it looked like he didn't have a lot of competition. So that's really the reason. Yeah, okay. He, he didn't get into many on-track um, spats with people but the moment there was an opportunity to have one with Lewis he still had it and still drove like a, a dick so I I didn't consider him for the award Oop. because of that right going there and a, a not a lie was sold my, my ad on that because I think we saw it in it was Brazil again right you know and we saw that and he's you know him coming out afterwards and saying you know, I was going to go through that. I had less to lose than he had. I was never going to win the race. He had the chance to win the race and he didn't win the race. You know, to all the people saying that this championship added, well, the first championship added a layer of maturity to Max. I think all they have to do is look at that incident, look at the Singapore incident where, you know, he walked off uh, after qualifying without even going into the team debrief to see that. I think next season, if the pressure's on, I think we're going to see Max revert back to default a lot more. Some very good points made there, Brad. Tommy, uh, thoughts on Max? Uh, he's a prick. Thank you very much. Tandy? Um, um, <laughs> has he ever... Um, um, has he ever overcome anything? No, he hasn't. I feel like to be a good driver, you've got to... You know, like Martin Luther King... 
Oh, oh my god, my Luther King and Max were stepping. Like, let me, why let, let, me land, let me land, let me land, yeah. Okay, so Rosa Parks and them, yeah. <laughs> Wait, listen, right? So, Rosa Parks and them, Rosa Parks and them, they actually didn't use the bus for four months. Right. They actually okay. didn't go on the bus for four months. Do you know how inconvenient that is? Yeah. Walking to work for four months when yeah. you used to take the bus. Yeah, I know for real. I know. Look, I, well, I I can understand. I can understand. You know what I mean, I just feel like has he ever overcome anything, or right. has everything always been handed to him? To be a good driver, it's good to say like, oh, he did this despite this. He did this despite this person. What? There really wasn't anything. He screwed over his, his, his second hand. Mm. There wasn't really much of a gap between him and Sergio that wasn't actually handed to him. Yeah. So no, I will not moonlight our award ceremony <laughs> because in the end, get out wins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, I hear it. I hear it. Moonlight actually won. It was the, the other white. No, white it wasn't. It was, it was <laughs> Hamilton, okay? Get it right. Okay. So, um, look, I understand, guys. So, look, between George Russell and Lewis Hamilton, I guess, is, is the choices for driver of the year. Um, I guess two have... Tandy, was your favorite Lewis Hamilton as well? I distinctly hear her saying, I heard her say, I agree with Brad. Brad, I agree with you, so. No, wait, wait, wait. Mm, I agree with Brad's point. Like, why would we not put George forward? Do you know what I mean? No, that's fine. Okay. Then again, I've been selling Lewis Hamilton tops all year. (laughs) Shilling Shilling them shirts. I mean, mean, do you know what I mean? So, Ay, 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 ay. Is it all down to me now, or is it like we're just voting amongst us three? Um, whatever you vote will be like a number. The, then, I, I, yeah, then I guess I'll I'll see what happens from there. Okay, I'm gonna stick with Lewis. I'm sorry. Okay, well, look, okay. I'm I'm gonna go with George. So I think we're gonna have a tie there for drive right. of the year, and we're gonna give okay. it to the Mercedes drivers. To all you guys that watch this podcast who absolutely hate us, enjoy that one. Enjoy so, that one. <laughs> so, on to the next one. We've got to be quick because we're on a tight schedule for a while. Some of us are on a tight schedule. And we have most disliked person as the next topic. So we'll, we'll, this will be the last award that we'll do with you guys just so we can spend some time talking about this. But... Just to give you some background, most disliked person, it doesn't have to be a driver. It can be anyone within the F1 world. And, uh, you know, within the F1 world, there are quite a few mm. dislikable people. So I'll I'll start with you, Tommy, first. Do you have a nominee for most disliked person? You know, Asking me the most liked person is easy. Dislike is a bit harder. Dislike's a bit harder because there's a lot of uh, people I don't like in Formula 1. There's a lot of people that aren't likable in Formula 1. Mm. Um, I really, 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 with all my heart, want to say Max Verstappen. Yeah. But something inside me is saying Christian Horner, man. Ooh. Like, Ooh. Something inside me is just saying Ooh. Christian Horner. Like, like, I feel like this year he's been a bit like, a bit more of an 
ass. Like, I don't know. Max Verstappen not letting Sergio through, Max Verstappen. But Max Verstappen's been a bit mute this year because things are going his way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's been, apart from one or two issues, I think it's Christian. I'm going with Christian Horner. You know what? I can't argue with that. And just, I guess I'll step in. My vote was going to be for Christian Horner as well. I think, I've always said this, F1 mirrors or F1 discourse very much mirrors what we see in political discourse of like left and right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And on the left, you could say there are like Team LH, right? Team LH are very much a more generally liberal fan base, right? And then you've got Red Bull fans who are, and Alonso fans, who are a lot more, you would say, on the right and less, I would say, uh, less uh, wanting to be sympathetic towards issues that the left care about, right? When we talk about, like, diversity, when we talk about... Um, human rights and we talk about all those types of things I feel as if the 2021 Red Bull World Drivers Championship victory has almost made people feel like they can spew their shit even more like they feel more I'm, apologies I'm a couple of glasses of wine deep but they're <laughs> a lot more ready and willing to espouse a lot more like horrible things in the name of, or defend a lot more horrible shit because their drivers won the world driver championship. So they feel like they can say whatever they want. And I feel like Christian Horner is like the prime example of that. Whereas last season, they were almost like the same way as Trump, this plucky underdog wasn't supposed to win because chat shit all they want. It's, you know, you would think it's a, a vocal minority that support them. Then they win and it's almost like he's just gone to another level of just assholeness that I can't see. I don't understand how that's good for the brand, personally. Obviously, the brand themselves, we all know, we've done a video on them. They're, they have had their own issues with racism. But I just feel Christian Horner this season has taken up I want to say the cuntiness to like another level. And for me, some of the things that he said in the press uh, have just been ridiculous. And so I'm going to go with him as my most disliked person. Um, Brad. So when you asked me this, I thought this was just drivers. So now you've opened this up to anyone with an F1. It's slightly harder. I was going to say, if there was ever a, a you know the easiest possible question to answer on this podcast, who was the most dislikable driver, I thought this was going to be quite a quick round. If yeah. it's per people, it's Helmut Marco. I'm going Helmut Ooh. Marco. So the the other half of like the the uh, what's the right term? Um, like relationship. The, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, the man responsible for bringing Max Verstappen into the sport, the man, the man who's there, kind of in the background, looking like uh, I don't know much about Star Wars, but is it like a Sith Lord or yeah. is it the, the Emperor yeah. or something? Um, just if there's a bad side of uh, a social issue to be on, he'll be on it. Um, he will, in the same similar way to Christian Horner, he'll argue until he's blue in the face um it'll gaslight you until he's blue in the face i just uh, there is no 
well, there's multiple people who are similarly dislikable. Just he is near the top alongside Christian. They're like a, a duo that enable everything you've just been talking about. They, I'm sure they're partly the reason why Max Verstappen is the way he is on certain issues and has a certain attitudes he has. Um, they kind of, you know, they, they coddle him and, and give him that platform to, to also be awful when it comes to different issues. So yeah, there we go. Um, helmet marker. I think that's a, that's a great choice. I think we forget as well with Red Bull, Tandy, just how much shit has gone on with Red Bull this year. I think if we go through, I'm pretty sure this season was the Nelson PK stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, he was also on the list as well. As, oh, okay. Yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah. Like Yuri Vips. That mm-hmm. whole shenanigans that went on there. Jesus. The, um, wow. The, the cost cap. Mm-hmm. We have Max's mum liking whatever those posts were about Lewis. I, there's probably more things that I can't remember. I'm sure Kelly has done things as Kelly well. Has Kelly. Done, Kelly, yeah, Kelly. Kelly with the black playlist. Shout out like, Kelly. Yeah, Shout Kelly not on let, the cover. Not letting um, Lewis pass as well. Shout out Kelly Lewis on the cover. Of- yeah, Shout no, out Kelly let, on the cover of Vogue. Doing absolutely nothing. Give us nothing. Give us they nothing. They put Kelly in a racing helmet. They put Kelly in a racing helmet and said, "Have that." A woman in motorsport. <laughs> Can we be? Are we allowed to be really bitchy here and petty? Yeah, please. Uh, what? Okay. This is the quick stop F one podcast. Welcome. So, so uh, I, I have. I don't know Kelly PK personally. So mm-hmm. this is really unfair and horrible. But oh, well, I don't know Lewis Hamlin. But I, I I didn't realize the age gap between her and Max until these articles came out this week about when they first met and and how I think Max was a child or almost a child and she said there was already a special connection there when they met but that was after she was already it sounds uh, a bit Daniel Kino to me <laughs> and um and yeah isn't she something like eight or nine seven or eight years older than him so how okay anyway the reason I said can I be bitchy is how long will this relationship last is Max you know. Big, big headed, super golden boots, golden helmet, Max, who obviously is quite entitled. Is he going to put up with like, you know, a, an aging girlfriend or is he going to go for a, a different Brazilian All model? All right. Like, okay, know, magazine. Yeah, Daily look, this Star. isn't me. This no, isn't me. I, I, I have an older fiance, um, but not, not that much older. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I hear I, it. I'm going to say as long as, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I think what I would say is that we've seen it almost, we see it all over the globe in certain situations, like Diana and Charles, right? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. We are helpful. Yeah, so Diana and Charles. Gone. Like Charles yeah. spotted her when she was 16, but she was born in the Queen's Yard. Like he, like she, he saw her from young. He's like, I'm, I, I want that. And he got that. You know, you, you have that all over the globe, like people, families strategically. Kate Middleton was basically like grown up to try and marry a royal. They like sent her to the same university as him. They basically placed her in a place where she could meet William and they could like get that clout from being a royal family. All I'm saying is this. Kelly, I hope their relationship is genuine. I'm sure it's genuine. But, you know, uh, it feels like obviously going from Daniel to Max and kind of positioning herself in there, 
it just it does feel a bit weird when you read that you know she's saying there was a spark of a 16 year old and she was in her mid-20s um it you know it just feels like she positioned herself to get to the win can you blame her for that she got to the back you know let's see i'm not gonna hate on their relationship because it's a beautiful union and i don't want to end 2022 getting cancelled so that's <laughs> all i've got on that Tandy. i reckon i could take on kelly pk me you know i reckon i could actually take her on how tall is like, she like fighter yeah how tall is she I don't know, man. She's, she's shorter than Max. She's she's shorter she? than Max. Max is short. Yeah. I feel like like her racism will give her like ten powerpoints. Points. Yeah. Did like, you say Max is short? Max Max is super tall. I think. Is he? No, Max is short. All the F1 sh- drivers are short. I think. Okay, I think Max is tall for a Formula One driver, not George Russell. So I'm going to Google this now while she goes to talk. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I remember when Max went up to Esteban. Max was like, and Esteban's tall. So Esteban I thought, yeah. is tall, yeah. But he's not like, best man's not, he's tall for an F1 driver. He's not tall for I a mean, human being. I mean, we're all midgets, but I guess we've got Tommy. Yeah, I'm not sure. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Tommy. Well, I'm not saying, Okay. Um, said, okay. Okay, fine, I'm short. Yes, yes, I, I hear it. Max is 5'11", five, five is Max Verstappen. There we go. See how Twitter's twanging people. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah? Max, Max is not five no. eleven. I'm not having that, bro. No, no. That. I'm saying right now, yeah. The average height of a man is five seven. All of a sudden, anything under like six foot is short now. That's that's un. That's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Also, I'm mm, from anyway, Zimbabwe. child. Zimbabwe, anyway, anyway, carry on. Anyway, child. Just like, you're uh, most disliked person. Please. Um, and to be fair, you've all gone and taken the parents, the missus. I like to get them right in the juggler and let you get the horse's head as it is. And I'm just going to say, um, Max Verstappen, I'm oh, just going to okay. say he's awful in he? so ain't no way all the way around it. I'm not about to blame anything. Like, do you know what I mean? You're a grown man. You're a terrible person. I don't think you Max- deserve him anything. Yeah, Max Verstappen definitely was- lies about his height, by the way, because... Lewis Hamilton's like what? Five four. Max is not five eleven, bro. <laughs> There's no way in hell. Appar- apparently Hamilton's five for eight, according to the F1 website. No, that's F1 a lie. drivers. <laughs> F1 Me drivers. Too. I thought I thought they were short, but looking at this year's F1 Lewis, drivers, Lewis you've got, they're all six eight. or five nine. You've got Latifi six foot, George Russell six foot, Mick Schumacher five nine, Mazepin five nine. Oh, this must be last year. Mazepin five nine. Ocon six one. Okay, so Lewis yeah. might have grown an inch. Since that that Mazepin list was released, it's them Balenciaga boots. Yes, them boots. I'm gonna add they're, measure, they're measuring boots. them in. They're measuring them in for shoes, boy. Because <laughs> this height isn't making sense. Lewis Hamilton's not what five eight. Okay. No way. Okay, guys. So look, I'm gonna say. Shall we just say the most dislikable person? We're just gonna give it to Red Bull as an as an organism, as an as an organization, as a business. They are quite frankly. I mean, look, every pretty much every negative headline, I would say 95% of them can be attributed to Red Bull, 5% to Fernando Alonso. So <laughs> like, between between Christian, Helmer, and Max, they have really contributed to what I feel is it like a season where it's been more off track than on track. And I I don't think that's I don't think that's what we would want in the sport. Hopefully there's more on track stuff. But look. Guys, apologies. I'm gonna have to kick you out of this Christmas party because uh, we've got other other guests coming on. But I just want to say, Ooh. 
<laughs> yeah, no. That's I'm right. We've got other friends. We've got other friends. But I want to say just to both of you, thank you for your appearances over the course of the season. We've appreciated that. Yeah. And um, we're proud of both of you. Proud of you. Brad, you started you what, started back up your own thing. How many subscribers you got now on the channel? So YouTube, um, it's grown a lot this year. I started the year with about 4,000 and we're just over 10, well, 10 and a half thousand now and it's going the right direction. So um, I'm recording my own very small kind of podcast just after this, um, which is called Full Chat. So Full Chat F1 on YouTube, um, if nice. anyone is interested. And it's just me and Alex Van Jean from Mist Apex Van saying Jean. all the stuff we're not allowed to say on Mist Apex, basically. Lovely. So, now she's going to cut that because he doesn't believe in promo. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> whoa! I'm not having any fucking compare his name on my Ten thousand subscribers. Yeah, no. Shout out to you. No, congratulations. Look, one, look at your age, mate. Anyway, continue. I know, right? Jesus. Um, subscribe to our team, please. Uh, but no, congratulations, Brad, and congrats to you and Van Dien on starting that, and congrats to the Missed Apex podcast as well. We love you guys, Tommy. Thank Tommy, you. thanks for being you, mate. Um, right. Thanks for being right. you. I'm always here. How's the drivers club going? It's going great, thank you very much. It's going Hunter yeah, Hunter Auto Society. You guys you bring how... snacks to your little little meeting. Nah. No, we we eat. If at this was face to face, I'd be ah. slapping her up. Tommy. I can't believe <laughs> the the condescension in her voice. I know, Should can you hear it? I don't I don't play to You guys eat rice crispy squares and talk about your cars, then rev each other's engine. Yeah. Uh, well, what else do you do when you drive a Lamborghini? <laughs> you do when you have a license okay <laughs> next year guys next year yeah we're gonna we're gonna start a patreon and it's basically just gonna find no, Tandy's driving school. You know. um, yeah. but, but look, <laughs> uh tommy thank you for being a wonderful guest as well you guys are gonna see a lot more of tommy next year we've got big plans so uh keep an eye out but guys i'm just gonna ask you to, to basically leave so could you just leave the chat all right Cheers, guys. Bye. <laughs> okay, we're back with some new guests in the house. Welcome to our Christmas party from on the chicane. One of our favorite content creators. One of the yeah, we all started at the same time in this thing, so it feels we like we're, we're yeah. brothers in arms in this or sisters in arms or whatever, whatever. Family in arms. Uh, family, welcome, family. family in arms. Paris, how's it going? Hi guys, Merry Christmas and I guess Happy New Year, even though we're not at the New Year yet. Um, happy to be here as always. Happy to be doing this Christmas roundup with you. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, look, pleasure's all ours, pleasure's all ours. And also joining us, someone who I consider, for me, respectfully, is like a big brother to me. And uh-huh. I, whenever I talk to him... I respect Which him. is every day because they have a group chat without me. I have me. a group chat with this guy, so I do talk to him pretty much every yeah. day. But look, one thing you guys actually, I want to say this on Quicksilver F1 right now, yeah? What I didn't realise until talking to Cameron, until surveying the seat, that this guy actually was the first black F1 content creator on the net, yeah? That is a fact, you know so, when I was talking about Rosa Parks and them doing four months without the bus? Yeah. Pam was doing it for us, you know? He was. Those he was, are the people you reward driver of the day. Yeah. You know he I mean? was He was driving the bus. He was driving the bus. He was driving the bus. He was, he was he's the, the first black driver. Ticket. 
Yeah. Doing, you know when they were like at the picket sign and they were like, mm-hmm. you Negroes go mm-hmm. home. You, that was that. Like, how no, big in the history books like, I love it. Yeah. yeah. I, that with was, that, that was, guy, what's his name? Um, The one who cussed me out on the internet. What? Who's cussing you out? That man. What's his name? I don't know. The black driver. Willie oh, Willie Ribs. Willie oh, cussed you out. When I was being racially abused, he, he basically oh, yeah. my get with, niggas get shot every day, B. You tough, wow. right? Wow. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm dealt with this shit in my time. Wow. Oh, he, oh, he was like, hold that. It happened. He was basically like, stop crying. Straight in, no chaser. No stop. And I actually stopped. I yeah, said, okay, yeah, I'm yeah, man yeah. Up. Stop, stop yeah. crying your heart out. But anyway, yeah. you're camp. Welcome to the quick stop from Christmas party. How are you doing, bro? Blessed as always, blessed and highly favoured, sir. Ready to go. Ready we to are ready to go. Morning. Look, let's. Oh, sorry, after you, sorry. No, behave, please. Take it no, away, no. sir. So, so, Cam, I'm going to come to you first. The first award is Mr. Misunderstood. Which F1 driver do you think in the 2022 season has been misunderstood, maybe by the press? Maybe by their own team, maybe by the F1 social media collective at large. Who has been the most misunderstood person within F1? Asha, some say in 2022 that this man is too old, that he's a douchebag, that he's an evil guy. And what's all of the above, what's all of the above might be true. He's actually a fantastic God tier driver as well. Put some respect on Fernando El Plan Alonso's name. Absolutely legendary driving 2022, but for the fact that he was driving a shit box in that Alpine that kept on DNFing, kept on having powertrain issues, he would have been another 40 points down the road level with Lando Norris, Fernando El Plan Alonso, Mr. Misunderstood 2022, put some respect on his name. I love that. Dios mio. So look, um, When it comes to work, communication is key. Even if you don't have a writing job, sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grimly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grimly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grimly. Go to grimly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at grimly.com slash podcast. Do love that. I'm going to go to you, Paris. Any thoughts on what uh, Cam's just said there? I don't know. I think I've got the measure of Alonso pretty well, so I don't think he's misunderstood. He is a great driver. No one can take that away from the guy. He's a great driver. He's just a troll. He lives to troll. That's his favorite thing to do. He's been a tro- I found a tweet from 2012. Um, where I called him an unsportsmanlike douche. The dude has been a troll for like 10 years. That's that's been his level. Yes. 
but it doesn't take away from his driving and he is a good driver this year he's just lived for like pissing off the fia pissing off the other drivers pulling you know lewis blind and saying he, oh he can't drive unless he's at the front blah 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 mm. like his his words and his driving are two separate things and i don't think anyone misunderstands either of them oh nasha may i may i after you cameron <laughs> paris look uh, nothing that you said is look, nothing that you said there is incorrect yeah but Alonso everything he does 100% of his time is all about advantage on track right so if he can troll you and piss you off and sledge you that's what he's going to do if he's at Austria and he's he's cleaning the dirty side of the track so that he can get a six start meanwhile making sure that he doesn't leave any rubber on Magnussen's grid position he's going to do that he's all about advantage so I feel like what you're saying there Paris I don't disagree with necessarily but if you view it through the lens of advantage and maximising his cumulative points tally over the 2022 season then Again, ergo, Mr. Misunderstood 2022, Fernando Alonso. So what you're saying is Alonso is the F1 grid's joker. No. He is. He's the anti-Batman. He is the joker. He is the person who thinks of every single thing uh, in every single scenario and puts all the pieces in the place to pee you off and put you in the position where you have to retaliate. If he feels like there's advantage to be gained from it, or do it. He'll do it. That, that, I, I see the Joker analogy, but... Do you think... Uh, Tandy, I'll ask you this. Do you think that with Fernando Alonso, and maybe how people view Max Verstappen, in music, there's a big thing right now of separating the art from the person, right? Like, Some people... For example, like... Like your hero. Ah. Oh, oh, that was an extreme example. Kanye, <laughs> okay, let's say Kanye. I don't even want to do that one either because that even Okay, that let's say Meek Mill. Meek Mill's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not he's not done anything that's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So like separating so Meek Mill has a uh some would say a really good if someone was to do a versus against Meek Mill, 20 songs. Dreams and Nightmares is cold. Yeah. Right? He's got hits. But Meek Mill as a person is a douchebag. Like, absolute yeah. goofball, loser, yeah. awful online personality. Do you right. think that that's what sometimes, maybe in F1, yes. we have to do? Separate the, the driver from the... Personality. Yeah, like sometimes it is one of them issues where like never meet your heroes. Um mm. this year I actually met um a personality, a British personality, and I met them and I was left with a bitter taste in my mouth. <laughs> to be specific, I had a cold for two weeks that I actually believe they might have actually given me. Um is this person a great legacy? A hundred percent. However, that person's a terrible person. So yeah, maybe don't. Meet I need names, Candy. You got you got to WhatsApp me. I want to know who this is. <laughs> so many people listening know who I'm talking about. And if you're in the music industry, I feel like people know who I'm talking about. It's not a known thing that this person's an awful person. However, I was actually at the time when I met them. Um, but yeah, so sometimes you do have to separate it. Um, but 
with Alonso, he submerges both these personalities. These personalities coincide, they marry together. And so his online personality and his outside personality meets his driver personality and it shows on the track. And um, at times he does actually display a lot of bullying on the track, which isn't very sportsmanlike. Um, but I will always say this, and I have always said this, that Alonso will always be a top, five driver on that track so i definitely agree with you with your cam like he's he's brilliant he's flawless he needs people need to learn from him he's a great teacher and every team he does go to they will bend the rules to adjust to him because they know they will get results from him but is he a prick yes and was that person who i met who gave me the flu for two weeks a prick yes I know exactly who you're talking about. So, um, okay, thanks, Cameron. I'm going to come back to that when we we, we do a roundup. And you know what? I, I do want to spend a bit of time, so we might actually just stay on this one because this is a good one. Um, Paris, who's your vote for Mr. Misunderstood? Um, my Mr. Misunderstood is going to have to be his Alonso's 2023 teammate, Lance Stroll. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I think that he excels as a driver as much as he possibly can within his talent pool. I don't think he's the most talented driver on the grid, but I think he gets a bad rep for obviously being a paid driver, which he is. No one can deny that. Um, but he's not as bad as lots and lots of past paid drivers there are drivers on on that field that have been way worse than him and i think he gets labeled and brushed with that but Mario's just there to race like he doesn't cause too much trouble he's pretty inoffensive he actually stands up for some of the rights and stuff like you see him he, especially when he was with vettel and i think he was one of the people that kneeled with lewis and stuff like that like he's he's actually a pretty solid guy i think he just gets a bad rep because of obviously his dad owning the team his uh, inexhaustible contract that we don't know when it ends but like driving wise part of as part of Aston this year Aston improved towards the end of the year and I think he improved like he showed that he can handle the car he was pretty decent the last few races Cameron I'm gonna let you true back on that true Everything that Paris said is bang on. Listen, and I was the first one to slander Lance Straw. I didn't rate him at all, but he's come on massively last season and he's he's proven his worth. As to whether he'll be able to take it to Fernando El Plan Alonso next year, then that's a different bag altogether. Mm. Yeah. But this year he's he's come along right. The most point the most places improved over the course of the season during the race. Mate, he's he's um yeah, he's had a bad rap. I agree with Paris there still. Put some respect on Lance Stroll's name. He's not as bad as I first thought he was. He's better than the Tifi by miles, at least. Very true. Tanya, I know you've got <clears throat> a soft spot for Lance. I do. Um, do you think he's, he's do you think he's understood? Misunderstood, sorry? Um, I didn't even realise he was misunderstood until Paris obviously noted that a lot of people see him as the most privileged kid on the grid his never ending contract again how he'll always have a seat now what I wanted actually to bring in because I actually thought of this category was um this another person who we need to actually discuss has kind of got this new PR 
rev up that we've like we're like mm, what's he award sorry what's he award what we uh, mis- misunderstood right the one so that you you came up with you, that you they know, want us to say right else. now in formula one of mr misunderstood is a certain shoe me now so we've had this whole rebrand this whole rebrand acting like we didn't see him snap cars in half as if we didn't see him spin out as if we didn't see him cause freaking accidents countlessly throughout this entire season and all of a sudden he's like this great person for the candidate of a reserve driver that oh. is a person mm. so okay so your version of misunderstood is almost like overrated not even i'm just saying what formula one want us at the moment is that they are do you know what like forget everything that happened with shumi He's so privileged mm. that we, I mean, forget everything that happened this season. He's getting that place. And it's like, he they're trying to say he's misunderstood. He's not. Oh. I see right through it. I understand the guy. It's privilege. That's what we so, understand right so here. So you're, you're looking at, see, like the way you look at things, mm. I'm looking at it from in front, but you're looking at it from, from behind, <laughs> up top. Up to top. The, you know, 3D view. view. Yeah. I'm you're like Google Earth. Yeah, right. I'm, waking, I'm zooming in, yeah. you know, I'm scrolling, yeah. mm. I'm analysing, I'm you texting are. his mum. Do you know what okay. I mean? You know, I hear it. I hear it. Look. Wow. Yeah. Let me, on, yeah. on those points, on those points, some fantastic nominations there. Mm. You've got 10 minutes, right. Fantastic nominations. I'm going to say this. Um... One, Fernando Alonso. Yeah, Fernando Alonso is just Fernando Alonso. I am looking forward to... And the fact that they're teammates next year, you're, both your choices, I think is fascinating. I think, Paris, your point on him, uh, especially in the second half of the season, he was not going to back down to Vettel at all. And I really enjoyed that. Like, I enjoyed that. I think... There needs to be more teammates that are going to say, you know what? I'm going to run you off the road because it makes a difference whether you <laughs> finish in front of your teammate or not. I'm not saying, look, the Brazil one was a bit mad. I'm not going to lie. Like that one was like, he shouldn't have done that. But at the same time, what do they have to lose? Like, really? I know you're saying, obviously, like the cars can get broken. You're talking about points finishes. But... How do you assert dominance, Paris? You're waving at me. Did you want to say something? Or... No? Okay. So, like, what I would say is that I, for me, I would rather someone try to assert their dominance over someone who they're perceived to be the number two driver to than just meekly give give a place back. When you're fighting for position, I know there's levels to it. And maybe he went over the line. But almost, because he's so misunderstood, it's almost as if people expect him to just go around, get his paycheck, do what daddy says, don't fucking fight for your place because you'll always have that seat there. I wanted him to do that. We used to say that his favourite profession was painting or plumbing. That's what we were saying at the beginning of the season. So for him to look like, actually, I want to be a racer. 
I want to be a Formula One driver. I want to see that. I've got no problems. And I can't wait. I hope, I pray that he sticks it on Alonso the same way he stuck it on Bell because that is box office stuff for us to talk about. Fair. Fair. And, Good and, and, and as it, do I think that if I was a team owner where it wasn't my son <laughs> and my driver was doing that, I would have a, I would, I would have a big problem, but I'm yeah, not but a then team again, owner. He might go on to then be reserve driver of Mercedes. Well, and this is what I wanted to say about Mick. Yeah. I was saying Mick is dusted from fucking Bahrain, bro. Like, I've been saying Mick is not that guy for a minute. What I will say is this. The first year he came in, he dusted Mazepin by a minute. No one really cares because it was Mazepin. The next season, he's next to Magnussen. And Magnussen does better. It's almost like this season was his rookie season with a decent car that wasn't like an absolute death trap. But the crashes are a problem. I think it'll be good for him to go into the Mercedes program, help to develop, hopefully, a championship winning car and to maybe take that experience and go to another team where the car is more stable and hopefully he can show his ability he is, and this is a very big topic right now, quite possibly the biggest Nepo baby in the world. Uh, muted. He is the biggest Nepo. Who is a bigger Nepo baby than Nick Schumacher? Lily Honestly, Allen. Let me know. Who? Lily Allen. Lily, Lily <laughs> Allen. Her dad was like a Don, but he wasn't like the greatest movie director in the world. Like Schumacher was one of the, before Hamilton, Schumacher was a Don. That name. To be honest, okay. Yeah. I do feel with Mick, it could either go one way or the other. His PR yeah, sure. could either go like friggin' um, Sunny Delight. Great <laughs> idea when we were young. Yeah. Terrible but now we're all turning older. orange. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I lost my brain cells on Sunny Day when I was 14. I pulled out a razor on a girl in school because I was drinking a lot of that stuff. But that's a story for another day. Um, anyway. 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 anyway um, yeah, or Sunny it can Ooh. go in a direction where Beyonce Break My Soul first came out. Slightly oh. annoying single when we were hearing on the radio. Well, I'm was Renee not sure about this. Then we heard it on the album. We were like, heavy salad. Do you know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, can I uh, quickly before we go because this yeah. is a juicy subject? I want to put in my vote. Sorry, yes, actually, go, Nasha. actually, hold on before mine. Cam, did you put in your uh, sorry, Tandy? Who was your? Oh, Mick. did you say yours? Mick, Mick. I guess right, I'm so just going to put the Mick point in, yeah. Okay, cool. Mine was George Russell. Because I, and I've said it before, mm. and I'll say it again. George Russell is not a snake, okay? George Russell is a young driver on, potentially, when he signed, the best team on the grid, in self-preservation mode. And I know a lot of Lewis fans, you want someone who's going to come in, bow down, and be like, I worship you, Lewis. I'll do anything you want, Lewis. 
whatever you need, I'll be there for you. That's not how Formula One drivers work, okay? George is an ambitious guy. His family have sacrificed all of that. You know, George's brother wanted to be a Formula One driver and they sucked that guy off because they said, you know what? Your brother's better. Your younger brother, he's actually better than you. So you're the one we're going to put everything into. Like, George has had his own journey. He wants to be Formula One champion. So he's going to be selfish at points. And because of that, I don't think that him not just letting Lewis pass in Brazil because Lewis deserved to win or him not coming out every two minutes and saying, oh, but, but you know, Lewis was setting up the car. No, because if it was me and I was in that second seat, I would be saying, yes, I did beat Lewis. Yes, I am a good driver because you know what that does? It cements my place in the team. It keeps me in the sport and it makes me look like a competent driver. And we would like to thank the George Russell Foundation for paying for Nyasha's suit tonight. (laughs) I was just thinking, at least you can be honest with yourself. Because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't admit that to themselves, that they would probably do a lot of what George does. Um, Me and Tandy have spoken about this a lot. We think next year is going to be the the tell-tale, whether or not he's a snake or not, or whether or not he's honest. Do you know what I mean? Like, he... He's come into, like he said, he's come into the, the team that is Lewis's team, has been Lewis's team, and he has to tow a certain line. But that can only be towed for a certain amount of time. And eventually the gloves will come off and we'll see what he's really about. Highway to the danger zone. <laughs> yeah, man. Thoughts Nasha. on George? Nasha, my thoughts are this. Mm. It's, de- it's Deja it's going up on the roof. Watch this now. George <laughs> GR63 is, I, I, I get you. Nothing that you said is incorrect, Nashi. Self-serve it and is a driver. What else would you expect from these F1 drivers? They're here to win, yeah? But exactly what Paris said, man. Go roll this forward into next season. If Lewis Hamilton doesn't gap George Russell the first couple of races, we're going to see fireworks here because you can't have no two number one drivers in one team. Nationally. I want to. I want to. I want you to expand on this because oh, oh. you're Go very on. Uh, insistent on the fact that if you want to win a world championship, you need to have a number one and a number two driver. So the situation with that. Red Bull had this season was favourable to the situation that Ferrari had where they didn't have a clear number one and number two driver Mm. and they were taking points off each other and strategy was fucked and all of that. So next season, do you think that Mercedes are at a disadvantage if they don't make one of them the number one driver against obviously Max and Sergio? Bang. Yeah, exactly that, Nasha. Here's what needs to happen, yeah. Under a specific set of circumstances, as an example, if the W14 is a rocket ship in the same vein that we've seen the RB18 last season, then that's an exception, right? Then you can have George and, and Lewis taking points out of each other because they're dominant in a very similar way to Max. Had Checo Perez been fighting Max last year, it would have made no difference because there were no one else was near them, right? So I just look at look back at history. Anytime you've had two number one drivers, 07 Alonso and Lewis Hamilton, 
they ultimately lost the championship, right? Because they were too busy taking chunks out of each other's points, halls. Any time in history, you've had two number one drivers and another team capable of taking it to them. It's ended in tears, Nasha. And it always ends in tears. And my guy, Peter Windsor, said he, he, he expects this to be 10 times worse next year if Mercedes have a championship winning car than was Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton in 2015, 16 and 14. Mate, it's going to get honest. And I should put a pin in that one for now, big man, and revisit. Come back in three, four months. Come back in three, four months. And you might be saying, because you've seen, Nasha, you've seen George. You know what George is capable of. All I will say is this. The decider for me is Toto Wolf. And it's up to Toto Wolf to manage those two effectively. So I would, I would, no, well, well, exactly. I don't think it's, it's not up to George and it's not up to Lewis. All those two is, can do is drive the car as much as they can and get the results that they can. It is up to Toto Wolf to manage a title winning season, possibly for the first time with two drivers who are capable against another team, which we've not seen yet. So I would say that the onus doesn't lie on George. It doesn't lie on Lewis. It lies on in Toto Wolf and it's up to Toto Wolf to decide if, you want two competitive drivers finishing first and second, potentially, or you want to almost cut someone's wing, have a disgruntled driver on in the in the in the garage, have you know have team meetings where people are holding resentment because they're being held back, team orders in the fourth or fifth round. It, there's there's a flip side to that which. I think creates toxicity. And I think we have to go racing until someone is the clear winner. I don't know, Tandy, you're you're looking at me like I'm a dickhead, bro. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I just feel like <laughs> in the laptop, like dying and the break and the W13. You know, you really well, have time I- to think in it. You really <laughs> have time. The airs come through your head. <laughs> growth. It's growth. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, look, I look. So between us, let's decide. Mm-hmm. Alonso, Mick. Sorry, Paris. It was Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll. And George Russell. Out of those. You know what? This is the dictatorship. I'm going to let Tandy decide. Who do you think is the most misunderstood? Do you guys know, because I'm going to vote for myself and being dead serious. Okay, cool. There you go. Uh, we have Mick Schumacher, Mr. Misunderstood in the Quick Stop Awards. Um, we're going to we're gonna go to our next guests I, now. I guess misunderstood in the sense that that was quite sarcastic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like that you, you made an award category and didn't, make it as its most obvious one that you made it mm. as your own kind of little thing which neither and then of us kind of you yeah. rigged it and let me vote for myself well i had oh. to because <laughs> what you built was something that i could not administer so that is that brick. is fine that is fine brick by brick um but look paris we wanted to say thank you I wanted to give people flowers on this section because we mm. want to appreciate people we want to let you know that as someone who started at the same time as us and as someone 
help to break down barriers in F1. We really appreciate everything that you and Maz do over on the chicane, but also you personally, the support you've given to me and Tandy. I know yeah. Tandy, we really appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah. Paris drops me text. Thank you guys. And just yourselves. Say that again, Tandy. I said Paris drops me text to make sure I'm alive. I always say to people like, in real life, me and Paris are actually friends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean we're friends? My babes. Yeah, I'm like what well, I see, like a lot of people don't realize that a lot of these content creators, like people make content for clout over the numbers or to kind of just have tick a box. Paris eats out my house, aka in Yash's no, house. I generally, generally yeah. have big, <laughs> big love. My house. Big love for you guys, man. Big Please. love because you guys do it. You do it hard. You do it well. Um, Cameron, you too. You guys all put out amazing content. You've worked so hard the last couple of years, and I'm just proud to be coming up at the same time as you guys. Ah, oh, thank you, Aww. thank you, guys, and Cameron. Cameron, we appreciate you, brother. Uh, thank you. Uh, in the same way that Paris and Tandy are close, we are close, and uh, yeah. it's been it's been really good to to be able to pick your brain at times, but also just to see the level of attention to detail that you give to every video, the community you have over there. Congrats on reaching 10K subscribers as well. It's a big monument. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to say, we appreciate you and congratulations you on all your success Oh, bruv. Back, straight back at you, man. And congratulations, Paris, for all the good work that you do on, on the chicane, of course. Big up Black Women in F1. And then, of course, congratulations to yourself, Tandy and Nasha. Absolutely shelling down the place with Quick Stop F1 live shows, all that good stuff. Listen, onwards and upwards, Purple Sectors only. Purple Sectors only, bro. Don't want to see no yellow what teams. That what does that mean? Tandy, fastest when you best. set a purple sector, it's like the fastest part. My God. So, I might actually get him to cut that out. So, thank you guys. So long. Thank you guys for joining the podcast. I'm going to ask you politely to leave and we'll get the next guest on. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace. Okay, next guest on the show, we have the girl with the updates, the girl with the knowledge, mm -hmm. articles, mm -hmm. timings, technical mm -hmm. knowledge. I know that's what right. More, that's right. What more do you want from her? We have one and only FIA girlie, aka Denny. How you doing? Hello, I am good. I'm exhausted, but I'm so happy to be here and to be part of this little party, Christmas party thing, New Year's yeah. Eve, even though I'm not ready for it, dressed to the occasion. That's hey, fine. Look, you're right on time. You yeah, right on time. You're on time. That's all that matters. And you know, good let's that all is that matters. There's a private joke between all of us, and we'll carry on. So Denny, how are you? Good. Thanks for coming to Quick Sub Live. Did you enjoy it? Thank you. Thank you. I did I enjoy being here? Do I enjoy being At here? Quick Sub Live. Did you enjoy the live show that we done? Oh right. Quick Sub Live. I yeah, I absolutely loved it. Oh my days. That was I was literally telling my dad, I was like, it's so nice to have people online to message you and be like, Denny, I appreciate your work. But then when you meet them and you're like, these are real people, you know? But then I think for me, most importantly, is I think if I girly lost sense of 
like the touch of reality with, with people. And I think sometimes people forget that is a real person that has like three screens and it's updating you, but it's still a real person. I think it was so nice for people to actually look at me and be like, you're, and, and he was like, wait, I know you. And I'm like, do you? I'm like, yeah, you're Denny. And I'm like, oh shit, that's me. And so it's so nice to actually talk to people. So I'm like so grateful for that yeah. opportunity because I don't think I would have gotten that anywhere else, you know, especially because it's like, yeah black people and it felt like oh this is my community literally looking at me and being like denny you're amazing you do this i'm like thank you i appreciate that so it was absolutely lovely so heavy on the people losing touch of who you are because you're on the internet but you're actually a real person i i definitely i definitely have blurred those lines in the past year and just yeah okay Um, especially when you're a woman, you know, no, you just you know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. just like, you know what? They get used to that little icon and they think that is all you have. That's all to your personality, is that little picture on your profile. But it's not, you know, it's, you get me. Oh. Yeah, no, for sure. I And you know what? I can't relate because I'm not a woman and I'm not going to be in women's business. Um, so I can only sympathize whilst I would like to empathize. Um, Unless it's Billy Peking. Pardon? Unless it's Kelly Peking. Fuck that. So, um, (laughs) I stopped myself. It's like even worse. So, um, so, but no, yeah, no, Quicksilver Love is good. Um, Mm -hmm. No, it is nice. It is nice being recognized outside of the pod or whatever online i was on my way the, back from uh, work and someone and i was on the phone to my friend michelle shout out michelle, shout out michelle. And, um, baby girl i looked oh i looked terrible and i remember someone stopped me outside liverpool street and being like i know who you are that's what they love to approach. i know who you are yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit it's so scary as well because you're like do you things yeah shout out the guy i saw kendrick as well um is it yeah, no, that Aww. was cool. Someone saw me. Someone yeah. was sitting in like a few seats down for me at Kendrick. They're like, oh, hey, um, so that was lovely. I hope you had a great time at the show. Um, right, so we've just got you, Denny. So let's do the next awards on our Christmas special end of year award show. Okay, so Denny, I'm gonna ask you for your nomination for the most overrated driver award. Who do you think has been applauded too much, given too much kudos for their drives? Or who do you think just generally has a reputation which doesn't match up to what they actually do? Um, over it is so hard because I think like every driver has like their own thing and you know, hiccups happen F1. Um, in 20, solely 2022 is, yeah. I yeah. will say, Mick Schumacher. Mick I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say he's an overrated driver overall as in, like, oh, he's has no time, people just applauding him. He's like, 2022 was a year of scraps and it was the year of, we need to make sure Mick gets good hype so he doesn't lose his seat. That's what he felt for me. He's like, okay, he had good races in times where he like held up held up Lewis and battled Lewis and stuff like that. But 
Kevin just out, absolutely showed what you can do in the house. Do you get me? Like he stepped in and he stood out and he was like, this is what we can do. We can literally have the car on pole, even if it's by mistake. He was still on pole. That's why he got pole. And so I think most already 2022, just so we're clear, I'm not saying he's a shit driver, but I feel like Mick was on scraps this year. So I'm going to give him my most overrated driver. Dandy, do you think if Mick Schumacher was butters, he'd have as many fans? Um, no. And I don't, and I think if his last name wasn't Schumacher, he wouldn't have as much fans either. And if he didn't have Leo, some would. yeah, if he didn't have blonde hair, blue eyes. Not that there's anything against blonde hairs and blue eyes. Yeah, nothing against blonde hair and blue eyes. Okay, cool. I uh, I, I yeah. think. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, no, of course, uh, people with blonde hair and blue eyes is absolutely you know I mean? fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not gonna say anything against well, that. Um, but- yeah, it's a shoomy name, isn't it? It's what I was just saying before. I think. I think that. Um, sorry, just some noise happening in. No, no. Sorry. So I just think. I just think that. Um, We've already spoke on this podcast earlier with other guests about, you know, the the Nepo baby kind of <clears throat> privilege that Mick has, right? We've, we've spoken yeah. about that. I think that Mick is in this vortex of, like, Nepo baby and pretty privilege. No, no. Could you close this door, please? Just close the door. Thank you. Thank you. I just think Nef- I just think Nick is in Never Baby times pretty privilege like Vortex where he I like that TikTok of him getting into a race suit is genuinely the best thing he's done this year. That's the best thing he's done. I'm best. If you said to, if, so, if I said to someone, what's your most remarkable Mick Schumacher memory? They're going to say the TikTok where he looked into the camera and put on his little race suit. That's it. That is it. That's not good enough. I'm just saying. And look, he won F3. He won F2. Everyone's saying, like, oh, he needs a couple of seasons to adjust. You can't do them things there, bro. This is F1. This is F1. George won F3, F2, went straight into F1, blitzed his teammate. Charles, F3, F2, came into F1, blitzed his teammates, okay? Mates. There is a stat, teammates. Are you, yeah, yeah. So there's a, even George, teammates in Williams. So there's a standard expected. If you're going to be, if you're that guy, you can't yeah. be crashing your car and causing your team millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds. That they don't the have. Right. That you Look, don't have. Let me tell you now, there's been times where I've tried to date out of my wallet capabilities, okay? And I couldn't keep oh, up. Do that. Hey, all the young guys out there, if there's a babes that is out of your wallet capabilities, leave her there. Let her go be with a guy that can fulfill her needs. 
because you'll be eating beans just so you can go to Hakkasan or the Shard <laughs> or some shit like that, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you, know what? Alone. Actually, you can actually just tell when you're on a date with a guy who can't afford this date. I can Maybe. smell it on you. You can smell it. You know, they're yeah. looking at, hey, they're looking at the menu. They're looking at the sides. They're like, are they, you're like, they're like, oh, you're like when I, when I, when I, yeah. Oh, wait, you want to, you want to cook another one? Um, no. I can feel you. I can feel you. you that's why you got to split the bill, guys. So that is me. Oh, she's to pick the wine. And you right. didn't even know what you were reading. Bro, just get the house wine. House wine. Okay. Look, you look at a babe snapping there at Nando's all the time and then they're telling you you need to. Anyway, that's not even here nor there. Tandy. Um, we went huh? from, we went from Nick to don't die for the bait. No, I'm saying Tandy, who's your, who's your choice for most overrated? Yeah, the Tandy does not. I've not been yeah. on dates in Nando since I was in year five, mate. Why are you going on dates when you're fucking 10? That's mad. That's crazy. That's just crazy. Mate date. Just because you had no mates in primary school. Just say you didn't have any mates. I in didn't, primary. I, 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 we weren't going Nando's. Say that for free. We're All fucking, right. we're going, oh, that was anyway, neither here nor there. Tandy. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have no Mr. Overrated, most overrated driver? Who's that? I do. I do. I do. Who's I that? do. Who's that? Who's that? Who's and that? the agenda started, started very, very early. Yes, yeah, it started very mm. early. Started in Bahrain, you know, I could smell it. I you said, can smell it. First race of the season. Smell it. It was stinking. I said, oh, who is God. this guy that you man keep gassing? Oh, no. A certain- Who was it? Kevin Magnuson. Oh my god! Teammates! Teammates! She just Right. You're no talking me, yeah. Uh-huh. Kevin Magnuson is the most overrated person, and you just know oh when you're making all your little you you you're making your little edits and you're putting them online, you just know you're gassing it. You know it's delusion that's driving those edits. You know it's delusion when you're gassing it up, when you're liking the post, when you're reposting it, when you're going, yes, K-Mag society. There is no society. He is very overrated. He okay, can I... when he got fifth place, and ever since then, he's only ever got 10 and above. What about the pole position in uh, Brazil? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> To to uh, to let me play devil's advocate, Denny. Could yeah. you say that Mick Schumacher is overrated because he has a teammate next to him who, whatever that teammate does, they will be rated really high, right? So Mick Schumacher is not a good driver. Let's just say that. Right or no, Mick Schumacher is not a top tier driver, so it doesn't really matter who came into that hard seat. No matter what they did, they would always look like someone who was a very good driver. So I guess in retaliation, and to put your own case forward, is Kevin Magnussen? a very good F1 driver who never had the opportunity at a good team or is are his performances almost ballooned or you always have to preface them against the fact that he's a, he was against a Mick Schumacher who was not maybe at the level that you would expect for 
an F1 driver? I can't lie. I feel like I just went back to GCSE you now my history essay question. Yeah, <laughs> like pre base. Like, so you're working. <laughs> no, absolutely. I wouldn't disagree that Mick has had the thing about Mick what he's capable of doing. And one thing that you mentioned a lot was crashing. You need to be top driver you need to be getting poles you just need to complete your lap do you get me and for me to come online and to hype someone that can't even finish a qualifying session or or, or a practice session without crashing this car Basically, basically, he's like, oh, he didn't finish, but you, you know it's there. We just need to, next time when he finished, we're going to, you know, when you miss that, you, you cook something and there's no salt. And then you're like, it's good, I promise you, there's just no salt. It's just no seasoning, but next time I'll season you like it. It's basically something like that. I wouldn't say, because I think um, he didn't measure up to Nikita as much. I don't remember Nikita's season like that, because I don't it's not hard to do that that's the issue with you guys exactly see so it wouldn't be my over overrating him be on teammate basis because we understand people have different talents and you can't really compare them directly perhaps but for me it's just he's not given you're kind of like left like your mouth's waffling and you're like oh you kind of want to see what he's doing and he just never does it it's, that's why I would overrate him but I think it's because also he's in a, a team that needs a driver to carry the team and make is at a stage where he needs to be carried that's why I think his contract with Mercedes is going to absolutely help him because Mercedes have nothing to lose they can literally just cater 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 and give to make and be like okay here's all our knowledge here's all our sim all hours you need come and then we'll build you as a driver and then a team like Haas a team like Williams for instance they need drivers that can just produce results because they depend on those drivers and my I think Mick is overrated because you can't depend on him can't say I need a really good qualifying session. I need a good practice session to put on a show for my sponsors and say, hey, Mick, are you free? You're not going to do that because you're scared half the time that he's going to crash your car. Oh, that reason it wouldn't be because teammate. It's because obviously he owns Mazepin and then now Magnus Magnuson. Um, so it wouldn't be solely because of teammates, but it would definitely be because I just, when I want to talk about Mick, I have scraps and I'm like grasping. I'm thinking, oh yeah, he held up Lewis there, but then his teammate did so much better that, you know, it's just like, there's nothing of substance for me to hold on to and say, this is why he's good and he just needs a good car. And this year was just ass. Fair play, fair play. Okay, some good choices there. Some good choices there, some good choices. My... Vote for most overrated driver of the year. Is. I'm going to go with Sergio Perez. Oh, that's I'm a big one. With Sergio Perez, you know. Do we still do gunshot in this podcast? We done over that. 
Oh gosh, sweet the gunshots. The gunshots here. This yeah, no, a, yeah. A, a we outgrew the gunshots. We were like, did you know we? what? Did we? we didn't know. We just technically because Tandy's internet kept cutting out on the program that we used to do it. Oh, like, okay, oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Tandy. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, okay. Wait till oh I wait till I announce my podcast, my separate podcast. Yeah, what is that? Okay, with gunshots yeah, cool. and hooking. Yeah, yeah. And swearing alongside your Instagram, the same way you did during the live show, where you could. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? You have to hate it. You have to hate it because he can't even remember his own Instagram password. So he can't. <laughs> Instagram. So we flogged me every time I make a collaborative post on my Instagram with my podcast, which I make content on. Remember your password and maybe you can do it too. I'll make the process. Get your pussy game up, bro. Please. My pussy game is weak. <laughs> That's the problem. So that um, is a wild thing to admit on camera, mate. Well, look, I'm I'm honest. Okay, I am honest. Fair. If anything, um, so look, um, Sergio, look, um, you know why I'm gonna say most overrated, yeah, Sergio, Sergio. If you were a big man, yeah, you would have just passed Max in Brazil. Mm. If you were a big man, you would have kept Max behind in Azerbaijan instead of the team telling you no fighting, no fighting, like they were Tommy Shelby. Yeah. You would have just fucking kept him behind you. If you were a big man, yeah, you wouldn't have let Red Bull leak them pictures of you with those little chiquitas on the yacht. Okay. (laughs) My bag, nigga. My bag. <laughs> oh my god, what I'm saying is this, Sergio. Yeah, no one, no, who's who's leaking that? No, none of Sergio's camp is leaking that. Yeah, <laughs> so who, who leaked it? I'm telling you now, Kelly PK is there in the corner of a camera, like, I got you. Bang. No, but listen, you know, Kelly actually, she, was, she submits pictures in this influent pic blog thing. I don't know. I saw some, <laughs> I thought a friend of mine sent something the other day. It was like this influencer taking Christmas pictures. He was like October. And then Kelly was the one who submitted it. So she's at the beach. She sees someone doing something. She snaps pictures and then she sends to this viral page that posts like influencers. So she might look, have. look, she if there's, there's first, anything, don't sue me. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, sue me. I've got nothing to give. So, <laughs> so look at his what, mic. What, Does he look like he's got anything? There to is his mic. Look at it. <laughs> no, so, it looks fancy, you know. You holding it like that. It looks like one of those talk shows. I feel like, like, yeah, like, I feel like, I feel like I may be hosting like Miss Universe. Yeah. She's got style. She's got grace. Miss Obviously, Universe. Tandy's taking it because I'm in a hoodie. Yeah, Tandy. <laughs> Miss Zimbabwe, what would you do if you had one wish? What would you What would you use that one wish for? I would make the world a better place, mm. giving after the environment, mm. a world where children will not starve, mm. 
Mm. A world where we never have All right, to... that's enough. So back to... I the would love to say something. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. A world where we never have to see Max Verstappen get a cover on a magazine ever again. Beach, amen. Beach, amen. Oh, vote for her. Uh, you know what? The winner of Miss Universe 2022. Tandy Sabanda, Zimbabwe. Oh my God. Tandy, Tandy, you've won. What have you got to say? I'd like to shout out my co-host, Nyasha. I'd like to shout out my friend, Denny. And I'd like to shout out you, Lewis. I'll catch you after the show. There you go. She said, look at you, Lewis. You, very personal. Once I've got you, actually. How do women you flirt? Yeah. Yeah, women, that's that's <laughs> you. That's, women need to be better at flirting. I do flirt. I flirt great. Have you ever seen me flirt? I just look at people. No. I can't lie. Back in the I day. Just look at people I, I don't want to see you flirt. My way. Back in the Pardon? day, I used to flirt. Oh, yeah. There was one Valentine's Day. I'll insert the picture here. Remind me to send. There was one Valentine's Day. I got a total of five bouquets of roses. Beautiful Valentine's Day. Wait, from them to you? Yeah, of course. Flirting. How was that you flirting? How was that you flirting? If five five thirsty niggas send you a bouquet of that's just you. That's just your power. That's just your power. That's just her way power. Of I keep telling you, get your pussy game up. I'm sorry, it's weak. What do you want me to do? I don't think I've ever. No. Step into I've, I've, I've only ever... hmm? Being grateful for pussy power, and then you get it. Like you manifest it. Yeah. Okay. Well, to be honest, uh, 2023, I'm coming off the sheets. It's over. It's done. That it's pussy got power. Um. <laughs> Back to Sergio Perez. Back to Sergio Perez. Actually, no, I actually wanted to ask you quickly, Andy. Hmm. And maybe Denny is as much as you can. Um, You made a distinction between good corny and bad corny the other day, which I thought was quite interesting. On Twitter? Um, On Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Pertaining to our good brother in arms, Lewis Hamilton, and... Who was the opposite? Drizzy. Drake. Drake, right? So Drake and Lewis Hammond, two very prominent light-skinned niggas, right? (laughs) For you, both very, both got money, both (laughs) achieved, almost you could say all there is to achieve. Pardon? I'm not attracted to money. Not attracted to money. She's uh, Both achieved everything that they could have achieved in their field. But for you, one is like a bad corny and one is a good corny. Mm. For the good listeners at home, what's the distinction between the corny? So um, Drake drops lyrics about other women. Drake's Mm. definitely the type of guy who likes to gossip about other women to you. He's the type to come with information that you did not even volunteer about another woman to you. Um, Drake recently got a necklace, which has like 40 diamonds, which is every time you wanted to propose to a woman, get off it. Like 42, do you know what I mean? Like non-committal. Lewis Hamilton, light skin as fuck, does his little light skin mirror selfies, shares a plate with his puppy. Yeah. Wears pink 
trousers every now and then, goes jogging, always topless, but yeah. loves the environment. Lewis yeah. is likely to kind of be like, Lewis, I'm not going to lie, is a dirty Mac kind of guy. He's the type to tell you, you do not need that man. But I'm kind of like... like Mario, a, like, you should let me love you kind of Yeah, vibes. kind of like a... You know, like Michael Jackson. You know, like Michael Maybe Jackson. Maybe I just don't get it. You know Michael Jackson in the um, Rock My World video? Oh, okay. Yeah. Very, very... Mm. Come on, Tito. Tito, mm. He's out of my life. You know what I mean? He's, he's literally mentioned like three different Michael Jackson songs in the same Exactly. Reference. And that's what, yeah. do you know what? Lewis, Lewis, when Lewis talks, he reminds me of MJ, you know? Like, <gasps> he does. He does. <laughs> it's a softly spoken thing. I don't see it. And it's I the, don't uh, see it. I see it. I don't see it. I see it. Do you know what? Let me just that's like because to me, Michael just Michael Jackson loved the chase. And if you notice, all of these songs are the way you make me feel is chasing you. Oh, okay, let me give you, you know, talking about always, let me chase, let me chase. And then Lewis, I think, is more of like a I'm just gonna sit here, I'm gonna look your way, you're gonna see me looking, you're gonna come, and mm. then we're gonna do the thing. And then I'm gonna slide you this paper on the table so you yeah, sign it. NDA, sign that. Yeah, exactly. Sign it. And then you know what I mean? Just like MJ. MJ made dirty Diana. He obviously wanted to shag Diana. Do you know what I mean? He comes outside and he says, I wanna shag you and yeah. I'm gonna get you. You get me. But like, MJ is that. not the type to be like, Yeah, that song was about you because when Diana uh, Princess Diana actually came up to him. She said, "I love that song, Dirty Diana." He was actually he really it. embarrassed. He was really shy. Whereas- he wasn't shy. It was because, right? It was sometimes girls come up to 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 me and they're like, "Oh, quick, somebody, and their boyfriend's there and they're mean mugging. You're like, "Hey, brother, I'm I'm just you know what I mean, I'm not I'm he not doing anything." Prince Charles is right there. And Diana's like, oh, I really love the song Diana. That's my favorite song. She said, I'm wet yeah. of that song, Lewis. My husband's Whoa. right there, but me wet. <laughs> exactly. You know um, what I mean? When I yeah. feel like Drake mm. is the type to just be like, you go, he comes up to you in a bar, he goes, yeah. I can get you as many Chanel bags as you want by tomorrow. Right. By tomorrow. And you're like, Express delivery. Okay, but do you even have a personality? And yeah. then he walks away. And then he releases a that song. And then he releases a song in June. And yeah. it's called Tandy's Interlude. And you only had two seconds of conversation about him. Slow down, dirty. You can no, honestly, Okay. Yeah, no, he's a weirdo. Oh, anyway, he looks like the type of asking to come up to you and like beg to be with you and like, mate. Drake looks like the kind of guy that will be like, like yeah, like off the rip. Drake will be like, I'll eat the cat, like straight. Yeah, so, everyone left him, which is weird because how weird. we got doing that with and yeah, how it's like everyone, yeah, yeah, doing. Yeah. Hey, look. Anyway, look, sex was in. Do you know what I mean? And the whole begging, oh, I can go on about it. Anyway, we've, we've, we've distinguished between Lewis and Drake. And, I'll tell you what they both do have in similar. They yeah. both change their accents, which I think is a very light skinned trait. Mm. Mm. 
Christine, look, mm. look, you know, they're straddling both sides. What can you mean? Um, <laughs> so, um, we were our most overrated driver. You guys said um, Kevin and Mick, and after that long interlude around Drake and Michael Jackson and Mick Schumacher and, and the Lights King. Um, and shout out all of our mixed race listeners. Um, I, uh, who was I going to say? Oh, Sergio. Right. Sergio, you're trash. So between us three, Mick, George, Mick, Kevin, Sergio. It's a dictatorship. Tandy gets to decide. Tandy, who is the most overrated driver of 2022? Um, I'm actually gonna go with Denny's option. Mm. Oh wait, mm, 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 mm. you were on track, girl. Go back. <laughs> you missed your exit. We said overrated. We said overrated. Yeah. I didn't even Denny. Minutes. I'm just gonna say to you right now. I didn't even realize anybody rated Mick until obviously he got this recent gig. No, I've mentioned this in the pod earlier. Um, Best, 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 best. That Sergio one really threw me off. I never expected that to come out of your mouth. I never expected it. I never expected it. You know, I never expected it. The menace of defense. I, I don't understand how someone could continually not out qualify their teammate, finish behind their teammate, have their teammate not even have respect for them enough to let them pass. It's and then you're telling me corruption. Not what even his teammate's mom has respect for them. Bro, not even his teammate's mom. His teammate's mom was out in his personal business on social media. And you're telling me that I'm supposed to rate this driver? Do you think George... Best. Hey, let me tell you now. Let me tell you now. Do you think George... Real talk, right? I'm telling you now. What is this agenda? Like, did he I'm pay for you your suit? If he paid for your suit, just say, did he pay for your retwist? I recognise a real hey. one when I see him. We, do, we get okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? Do you think Carlos Sainz would take the treatment that Sergio was, Perez has taken this year? To be honest, I was going to say my next overrated is Carlos. That's crazy. That's no, crazy. That is, that. you have Never an agenda that. against Carlos Sainz. You have an agenda. Never that. You what? have a big agenda that against Carlos Sainz. Nah, he deserves that hype, bro. If there's someone that deserves a hype that isn't like top driver right now no. is Carlos Sainz. You haven't, I don't know, the thing is, I feel like you <laughs> expect so much from Carlos Sainz and then he gives what he's supposed to give, but then the discrepancy between b- what you want from him and what he gives is is quite large. So you, you're never happy with whatever he does. What have I told you about emailing my therapist? I'm just saying, I know you, I know you so well. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, since I get to decide. You get to decide. I'm gonna have to give it to you with this theory, but this is actually one I'd love for people to actually have a conversation about on Twitter because um, I think it's a very great debate. Yeah, it's a good. But I will give it to to Nyasha for now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, Sergio Perez, well done. You are the most overrated. Albeit, Denny, I do, I do think uh, Mick is a uh, is a problem, is an ongoing problem, and the rebranding of Mick Schumacher could be very, very, very detrimental for the future of Formula One. 
Long words. Right. I like this one. Uh. Next award, final award for this section. The Good Riddance Award. Oh. Andy, after you. Oh. <laughs> you know, in secondary, you, you know, in secondary school where like it was the last day, you just did like the S Club 7 play, goodbye, my friend. And then people. That's just, uh, Spice Girls. Okay. <laughs> okay, you did the S Club Seven. Never had a dream. dream come true. Sad, you know. Your mum took pictures, and you, you're gonna miss your classmates. You got a little shirt signed. Yeah, and everyone, and then like the popular kids were like crying, and you're like, "Why are you crying? You've never spoken to me in my life. In fact, you used to call me fish lips, and you used to compare me to stuff from Shark Tale. But that's neither here or there. Oh God. But I wasn't crying. I, just I know you weren't. I know you weren't. I stood there with a dry eye, drier than Gandhi's toenail, drier than the Saharan desert. I did Wait, not. I know who you're gonna fire. say. I did not shed a single. Feel it in my heart. And this Whoa. was the person who needed to go. Good riddance, Latifi. Goodbye. <laughs> you will not be missed, sir. Nobody misses you. Your toothbrush, it's absent in the bathroom and I could not give a fuck. <laughs> You're the tree that was chopped no, down I- and I do not miss the shade. Wow. Oh she said, God. I'd rather get sunburned than stand <laughs> under the Latifi shade. Yeah. Uh, Anyone who's a fan of Latifi is not a person to be trusted. Like, honestly, if someone turned around and said to you, hey, I'm a Latifi stan, would you not kind of feel kind of uncomfortable? Do you know what's mad? Even Canadians oh, yeah. don't rate Latifi. And Canadians right. yeah. the most loveliest people yeah. on this earth. There's one driver mm-hmm. that does not have a fan base is Nicholas Latifi. There's Even a Stroll has a fan base, okay? Lance Stroll has a fan base. People oh, shit, get upset yeah. over Lance Stroll. All these Formula One drivers. Do you know what I mean? All these Formula One drivers are sponsored by you, Blow. Cool watches. Cool, like... You go boss, all these cool brands. My man gets sent Nutella, and that's who you want to rate. Nutella. Denny, do you agree with Tandy's choice for um yeah? yeah? Good riddance. I was going to say let's see for you as well. I was expecting someone to drop a bomb and say something like Ricciardo, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But yeah, I was going to say let's see for you as well. I'm kind of scared so, of the Ricciardo slander. There's nothing, honestly, there's nothing iconic to this man so much that he's became jokes on the internet. So like, go TV is based off go the Abu Dhabi scandal and all of that nonsense. Like, there is no one, it's... Everyone wants to be a Formula One driver. Everyone wants to get there. Getting there is good. But for you to leave after two years with no name to yourself, you can't even go on a sponsorship meeting and say, I was a Formula One driver because your resume just doesn't scream Formula One driver. You get me? Yeah. So exactly. Like you need to pull up a Google, like Google me, please Google me. Like there's people that step into a room and like, oh, that's George Russell. He's Mm. a Formula One driver. That's Norris. That's a Formula One driver. Latifah has to say, Please, you can Google me. I promise you, I was there. He can so, go to Tesco and no one will ever stop him and say hi. Exactly. Does he even have a signature of his own? Trust me. 
You can go to Tesco freely, please. Shop, you're a resident. You are a pedestrian. Well, <clears throat> well, yeah. Um, Who are you going to say, Yasha? My, um, my, no, look, it's, it's Latifi. I think, okay. I think with like Vettel and Ricardo, um, it's almost like an end of an era with those two going. And obviously Vettel is a lot more permanent. Ricardo, I think is definitely preying on Sergio Perez's downfall. And um, hoping that you know, if Perez, yeah, hundred percent, right? You know, sometimes you you got a side chick, do it, coach. Do it, do it. Like you got side chick, and they're telling you, oh, you you know, you talk to me, oh, my girlfriend's not doing this, she's not doing that, and they're like, oh, I will do all of that for you, baby, and you know, oh, maybe you know, she'd be better, but like, I'm just saying, no, that's not personal experience, but like, I think it's not. Um, (laughs) I think that. It's those who are actually, you know, the, the Formula One grid is bland enough as it is. And as much as I have reservations about anything I said about Vettel was because I knew that he didn't want to be there anymore. Anything I said about Vettel was looking at a man who had almost given up, not given up, but almost consigned himself to the fact that he will never win a world title again. And when you take that kind of determination and um, motivation away from someone, you stick him in a shit car, whether that's a Ferrari, whether that's a Aston Martin, they are a shell of themselves. And my only criticism was of Vettel was the heights that he had were so high where he is now is such a downturn from that. And people are happy to say about Lewis not winning a race this season, you know, Lewis is falling off, whatever. But if I say about Vettel spinning every other race, being dusted by Charles Leclerc, being run off the road by Lance Stroll, if I say that that's the sign of a driver who is not, at the peak of his powers, all of a sudden I'm public enemy number one. So for me, it's almost sad that we're losing Vettel and Ricardo, who are more than just PR answers and, you know, they are characters. And you look at the new age people coming through, like now Ricardo's gone, now Vettel's gone. <clears throat> who really are we going to look to for like, any kind of entertainment from the interviews and True. the press conferences, True. like it's going to be quite dry. And I, you know, as a fan of F1, the product, I think we're losing out. So for me, like, I'm actually not happy that I respect their careers and, and it's almost a bit sad that they're going. Cause like I said, it's the end of an era with, like, with Latifi, get the fuck out of it, bro. Honestly, get, get out, leave. Not only have you contributed to the worst sporting day of my life, and I support Arsenal. I've been in the trenches. But for Latifi to just be as bad as he has been, 
to get dusted by Nick DeVries in one race to just be uh, and honestly an absolute, I would say, staying on the standard of F1. And I think it's good. I think he's the last paid driver that we've got, unless I, I don't think, I don't know, unless you count Logan Sargent, maybe. I don't know what his pay situation is, but I think we're looking at the last of the phasing out of drivers who are so bad that they shouldn't be there, but they're paying to be there. And I think that's, that's a good thing. So I think we can agree that Nick Latifi, uh, good riddance oh, award. He won't be will not be missed. To the left, to the left. Everything you earned and a bag to the left. Box, box. no? Box. Yeah, box. But yeah. I just know coming into 2023, people are still going to put our tweets saying stuff like, can't believe it all isn't really here. It's just something that Ricciardo isn't on the uh, on the starting grid. No one's going to say that about Latifi, bro. No one's going to remember this no, guy. No, he's not. He's going to be excited for the next guy. The fact Mazbin has more fans than the TV, I think, says everything, to be honest. So, like, <laughs> I don't know what else you want us to say about that. Um, but look, this has been lovely. Um, Denny, we're giving people their flowers on the show. So we wanted to say to you, well done on this year. Congratulations. It's been incredible seeing your growth. It's been incredible seeing the amount of... I'm not going to lie. I did find it a little bit mad. People are like, what am I going to do if you're not going to update me? Because you were at Quickstop Live. But that is... that is. Um, I would like testament. to say that Denny is obviously become a friend this year. Like we've mm. met up, we've had food, we've had drinks. <clears throat> That's nice. Um, Denny not only gives f1 updates she she does the investigative skills and recently she did a little yeah. bit of investigate for me and for that i'm forever grateful she knows what she did women are I powerful people you knew at this point women are powerful people fbi can pussy, walk pussy power bro. and this like you know the person who she found for me does not even live in this country by the way i got information on someone all the way in portugal so um shout out the angolans shout out denny shout out the mozambicans shout out um, yeah yeah so, she's like this community say, girlie, i wanted to say fi girlie she, she's gonna find it out for you she's gonna give you she's report i was given report i asked for it in one o'clock and i got it by 1 30 straight to my desk so yeah that's all i gotta say Thank you. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess on top of everything I said, and you know, add what Tandy said. No, you go on, Yasha. You're great. What? Thank you. I Trust. appreciate that. No, look, we appreciate you. Was... <clears throat> so, what were you saying? Sorry, I was saying this was like, I think it was a turbulent year. Then when I think of it, it's only my first year. Like, well, obviously, it's going to be on to my second year, but. I was just deep in how I only started FIA Girly last year, June. And I honestly, I can only be grateful. And people like you really helped me. Like I still, sometimes when I do stuff, I still remember you getting on a Zoom call with me and asking me like, Denny, step the fuck out of it. Like you just clocked in and was like, you're thinking business now. You're thinking you're a whole person 
that has to cater for an image of someone people already depend on kind of so I really appreciate the support I really appreciate um the shoulders to cry on and being like the big sister and big brother that some people need sometimes because also it's so easy to get lost in the community so easy to especially as black people I think people don't make that connection but I think as black people you can feel sometimes that discrepancy of these people that do the same thing as me are so loved and so embraced and I am the wannabe the Walmart da, 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 da. I get all that I get all the names um why is it and it's not because we're doing different things it's it's never that and so to have people that actually see you for who you are and like then you need to come here you know love this and have drinks and da, 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 I really appreciate it so you guys were a major part of my year it's really nice thank you so much and it goes both ways so look Denny thank you for coming on I'm gonna do I'm just going to talk to Tandy for a little bit and educate her about purple sexes. So I'm going to ask you to leave the, the podcast for now. Yeah. Um, but thank you for I'll coming to our Christmas you. party. Thank you so much. Bye. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Toodle pip. <laughs> Tandy. So much this year, you know. You know, this year we were in Vanity. Big, 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 big Vanity Fair. Do you know that? It started with Vanity Fair. And then it, it went on the Neon Magazine. Is it Nylon called? Magazine. Nylon <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> Hi. Oh, shit. Uh, by the way, India, thank you for promoting our mm. shirt in your um, article at the end of the year. I was mid-depression. What article? And- she put the shirt in an article, like um, things to things to buy. Could you send this to me, please? What I the didn't, re- I didn't see it until like two on weeks the later. right now. I'm so sorry, India, that I did not. I'm so sorry. I will I'm always so, be so What sorry. the hell? Yeah, I only, I only realized like two weeks later. So, uh, thank you, India, for promoting that, and I think it did help. So we appreciate that. Um, Andy, obviously. Andy. Yeah. I know you. Um, how have you found this year? Second year. I'm sorry. Two seconds. <laughs> it was so clear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for those on the audio version. Uh, <laughs> And he was not very kind to her. Whoever was making noise in the house. Uh, she, you know what? Uh, when I say I'm recording, yeah, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah. Anyway, um, um Dandy, 2022. So yeah, we had we had the Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. We had Nylon Mag. Yeah. Um, we released some merch that didn't go so well. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, we we, mine somewhere. I've got one, I've got it, I've got it. Um, I said, I think I I was on, I was on a a podcast with Denz at the end of the season, and uh, he was wearing his version. And I said, There's only nine versions of those, or 11, there's 11 versions of those in the world. So, like, when we get big, mm-hmm. 
that ugly t-shirt. <laughs> you need to bin that. Like, oh no, you bin it. But you, that's like that's gonna be like a rare quick stop yeah, F1. A piece, yeah. No, that's like a rare piece. But we, we released some merch, didn't go well. Mm-hmm. We released some other merch that, that has gone really well and mm-hmm. we're really grateful. Mm-hmm. We've done two live shows. Two live shows, both sold out. Both sold out. Um, um we had, had some great guests. Double guests. Um, um Darius. <laughs> Yes, Darius. We've had uh, Miro. We've Miro. Had, uh, we've had um, uh, who else? Oh man, <laughs> who else? This is bad. Tommy, Brad. Obviously, we've had. We've uh, no. I think what I would say is it's been the expansion of the guests mm-hmm. has been great. So for us to have the reason we mentioned those two is because to have like a former NFL player to have um Miro who is Miro like um we even had the stat guy on the podcast oh my gosh I didn't make that episode did I didn't know you didn't know um, I don't think they liked that episode. No they? one liked that episode. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did an episode on my own. And oh, you did an episode God. on your own. Why was that? Did I have COVID or something? You uh you were sick. You I were was sick, sick as fuck. Well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah you were really sick, 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 sick. It's crazy. Oh uh, nah, quick stop is the most sick. Are we done are we on two years? Yeah. When's this? So um, we start. I mean, yeah, we start. You know, when we t- the two year anniversary will be March next year. March, March. Um, man, fuck, we've got an editor, Chris. We've, we've got, got Chris a, Mario. We've got a producer Mario. Yeah. We've got the Twitch contract. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that yeah, we've done. So I guess all of those things. How have you felt about this year? I have, do you know, some people like I, I like what what month are we in December right now? December, yeah. And I and I released um my Central C show review. And some people were saying to me, like, I thought you'd completely like left music, like Quick Stop has just been your your main thing. And honestly, last year, if you had said to me that majority of my stuff is quick stop, that I'd be so submerged in Formula One that I am. I'd have told you not me, doggy. That's all Nyasha. So I think it's quite nice that um I have really, really, really taken on quick stuff. Can't believe we've got a two-year-old. That's crazy. Fuck, I've got Netflix as well. Oh yeah, I've got Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, look, on the same level, like, you know, I've I've shut down the food thing, right? And um at no point. When we when we started this, I always just thought it was just going to be me and you uh-huh. talking to about twenty people, uh-huh. and we just get to talk about F one, and we do a podcast every other week, and whenever the race was, and you know, we just get to get these feelings that we we used to just tweet about F one, and no one would reply to us. <laughs> Other than me and you just replying to each yeah, other. Yeah, <laughs> um, actually, like like a business, it's like yeah, a thing. Yeah, like people actually know a lot. Like I got yeah. someone tweet me back the other day, like Scouse women love hard, and I was thinking, how the fuck do you know I'm Scouse? <laughs> shit, my voice is all over all over the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I mean, like I think this year compared to last year, if I was gonna put. Uh, 
something on it would be that I, I feel like last year everything was like really new and mm. we were just kind of fumbling about but like this year it really feels like I really felt the support this year. Like, I really feel like this year, whereas last year I kind of felt like, I think we've got something if we, like, if we do this and if we do that, maybe we can grow. Mm. But I really felt this year, like, we've really got the support of you guys listening and watching. And honestly, like, you know, I don't even know how this podcast is going to turn out, but the way that you guys kind of ride for us and Mm. support us and, um, being recognized like it's mad like honestly i can't describe it to you obviously some of you may know because you you know you may have your own things but you know i i guess i'm kind of used to being noticed in london because i used to have a food blog and whatever i never expected to get noticed for a formula one podcast that is crazy yeah that's cool isn't it to be in a rain like a in a cloakroom to be like shouting f1 twitter quick stop f1 f1 yo f1 twitter it's crazy it's fucking crazy like and i just think that also i just want to say shout out to all our american fans 75 percent of our merch goes to america i love you guys that is crazy Let me give a shout out to someone who actually I was feeling a bit down the other day. Do you know what? If you are if you are depressed, start a Formula One podcast or start a platform because you will have people in your like messages always just gassing you up and being yeah. super really nice. nice. Yeah, really nice. He was so nice to me. He told me he messaged me saying, Tandy, I love you. And I was just like, Liam Kennedy. Oh, big on Liam. His sister has a vintage clothing shop that I'm going to check out as well. It's oh, called nice. Spunky Funky Fresh. So if you want vintage clothes in America, Spunky Funky Fresh. Shout out Liam. Oh, and he sent me a picture of him on the floor in a shop with some pillows wearing our Lewis Hamilton top. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Honestly, like, um, for example, if we hadn't released the merch mm-hmm. um, and Tandy's mic got broken, we like would have had to replace it out of our own pocket. If... If we hadn't released a merch and all my shit got flooded, I'd have to replace it out of my own pocket. But yeah. we're really lucky that because of your support, we can like mm-hmm. invest back in, we can pay headers, we can, you know, we can do all kinds of things. And um I'm just honestly really grateful. I guess, you know, not to be like super soppy, but it's it's honestly changed our lives it's really changed our lives and i guess whenever you do listen to this podcast whether it's christmas day or obviously if you don't celebrate christmas 25th of december 26th of december whenever you listen to this oh happy holidays if you don't celebrate. happy holidays wherever yeah. yeah wherever you celebrate you know happy end of december mm. um honestly you've changed our lives for the better in a way that we could have never imagined when we first started the podcast for our third highest listenership to be South Africa is ridiculous. Like, like third highest listenership, third highest viewership on YouTube, um, merch, like it's crazy that 
we have so many listeners from where we're from and that's incredible and yeah thank you guys thank you for putting up with when we're late um, thank you for putting up with us when we go off subject when we talk over each other when we uh, just when we're just like the most unprofessional podcast in the world but <laughs> you, you stick with us next year everything's going to go up another level again mm-hmm. um and we're going to try and do more for you guys we're going to hopefully i mean not hopefully we're definitely coming to america next year mm-hmm. fingers crossed potentially a south africa trip in there as well and i'd also we'll, like to say at yeah. the moment there's a trend going around where the where the the girlies are are fighting and there's a whole debate about um british women having style and whether they in <laughs> america i said me can't relate because my entire wardrobe is my own merch and motorsport <laughs> merch, and that's on period yeah. There's not many girlies wearing everyday motorsport merch and killing it like me. So thanks for giving me that little fashion sense, guys. Giving me that little upper hand. Can't relate. You hear me? No, for sure. And and to be and to be honest, if you thought the merch was good this year, you're not ready for next year. I'm so excited for that one piece. uh, Look out! Look out for February, beginning mid February. Yeah, mid February. Look out for something that I think is going to change the game. Oh. If you are on our Twitch, you know what I'm talking about. But um, shit, the Twitch contract. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, like we are one yeah. person. You know, we get tired sometimes. You know, yeah. you know what? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I just want to say this to anyone who is uh, a content creator, and we're probably this is. You know what? Yeah. I always used to think that we were going, you know, when we go longer than like an hour and a half, we, we rarely go longer than an hour and a half. So I was like, if we go longer than an hour and a half, people are not going to want to listen to that. The reason why we're not like top of a lot of people's podcast list is because other podcasts go for like two hours, mm. two and a half hours. So actually... We shouldn't feel bad if we do go on longer. But what I wanted to say was, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, content creators. All I want to say is this. We took the Twitch contract. You know what? I took the Twitch contract um, and I put that on myself. And it was a lesson in doing something because of what it would look like to other people rather than what the benefits would be to you and sour twitch for like reaching out to us but i would honestly say the beginning of my burnout started when that twitch contract started and i put too much on myself i think i put too much on everyone else in the team and i think that it was a lesson learned but I would say, if you're a content creator, you don't need to have tens of thousands of followers or tens of thousands of subscribers to be able to monetize your platform, right? Like we have 2,000 subscribers. Obviously, we've got the Twitter following, 2,000 on Instagram, but we've made some merch and we've been able to monetize that and we've done the live shows and we're really grateful for that. And I think the most important thing 
that I learned, I think, Tandy, was instead of trying to grow to reach people outside of our fan base, I think what the merch told me was that I'd rather cater to the people who are our fans. And if that grows, then great. But you don't want to like put yourself out to try yeah. and appease you people. You saturate your life, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so that's it. But I'm just, yeah, honestly, I feel very emotional because it's oh, just been a mad year, man. It's been a crazy year. One podcast. My name is Tandy. You could have been anywhere else in the world. Joining me as ever. No, 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 no. Start again. Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Tandy and you could have been anywhere in the world. Joining uh, me. But, but. <laughs> Joining me as ever is my co-host, the wonderful. And co-founder. The abominable. The co-founder. Miasha <laughs> Sakatakawa. 2023 will get it. 2023, one day she will get it right. But look, thank you guys for tuning in. Next year we'll be back. I'm going on a holiday, undisclosed. So I will, I, I will see. I'll, we'll see if we can whack out some bloopers. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. If, we'll see. We'll Maybe. see if we can whack out some. If I get my hair done, and I know yeah. loads of you gonna notice that I'm losing, I'm lost a nail. I've lost nail, okay. No one's noticed. Hard that. out here. I'm in the yeah. I'm in the Wirral. I'm looking for an acrylic person. There's nothing like that round here. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well look, um we will I don't think there's going to be a podcast. Well, we'll see. We'll see nothing. if we do we'll see. Nothing. But um we'll keep you updated on the Twitter. We'll be a lot more active on it now now that mm. I'm out of my depressive episode. And um yeah, just thank you. Thank you, everyone who listens, is what I wanted to say. Andy? Thank you. Keep it on the black stuff. Keep it on the black stuff. Have a wonderful festive period, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you, you believe do, in. Wherever you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it on the black stuff. Oh, Keep shit. Oh, there will be a New Year's Day sale. Oh, yeah. On- I need to get rid of these uh, Lewis Hammond t-shirts. There are sizes. I think there's like 25, 26 t-shirts left uh, in like... Thursday sale. In, yeah. So New Year's Day, there's going to be a sale. We're going to like slash the prices. Once these t-shirts are gone, they are gone. They're gone. We're we not doing this next year, July. We're not doing this t-shirt ever again. We're moving on to the next designs, mm-hmm. new drops, New fucking montages, whatever. But this particular T-shirt, that is it. So if you are looking for one of these T-shirts, if you haven't bought one yet, um, keep an eye out for the sale. If you have bought one, thank you. If you've bought any, if you've listened, bought something, watched something, whatever you've done, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. you have a wonderful keep tagging festival. us in the pictures. Tag me because sometimes Yasha doesn't see it and then I see it late. So just tag me. Yeah. Because obviously Tandy runs the Instagram, so I do, as she says. But I do, obviously, I do. Obviously, it's a different kind of running. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bruh, goodbye. Your biggest hater will always be you. The one closely, I'm telling you. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, guys. Bye. Take care. Merry Christmas. Bruh. Look, mate, if you've got this far, clearly you like what we do. So here's a link to subscribe to the Quicks Up F1 family. Give that a click. And here's another link to some more cool on our channel. Sorry, cool, cool stuff, stuff, stuff. And remember, no matter what happens, keep it on the black stuff. Click the stuff. Click the click the links. Click the the link. The links. Click the links. There. There there. Black voices are making an impact this month and beyond. Keep listening to discover one of our favorite shows, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but the truth remains indisputable. I'm Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and every day I'll be bringing you a full dose of truth on my show, Indisputable. We cover criminal justice, social justice, politics, racism, police brutality, and everything in between. I even make space for conservative voices, but not before they step into the bullpen, where I debate them on their policy agenda. In January, I hosted They Called Him Radical, a special tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It features myself, Senator Nina Turner, Ricky Smiley, and Sharon Reed. Together, we reflected on Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, his real legacy, and considered what we can all do to continue to fight for a better world. Listen to Indisputable and They Called Him Radical on Apple Podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.